you are <laughs> looking at my web browser. There we go. You are <laughs> you are tuned into the second pre-show for SOS PGH concert series. Um, tomorrow night we'll be featuring the Borstal Boys, the Common Crown, and Black Ridge. With me currently is Mark from Borstal Boys. Paul, hey. Paul from Blackridge is having some issues getting on, and uh, Matt Franny is actually practicing with the Common Crown currently. So I did an interview with him earlier in the week, which you'll get to be able to see at the end of this live. What's up, Mark? What's happening, Bill? Thanks for having me. Um, it, it was rushed today. I <laughs> I was telling you off the air that I work like an hour from my house. And um, on top of that, I have chess club. So I was there an hour longer than I normally am. So Chess club. Yes, chess and checkers. That's cool. And uh, in this uh, pandemic year, we sit in the cafeteria spread out all over the place, not near anybody, and we play online against each other. <laughs> One time in my life, I tried learning and it was playing a little bit of chess chess one time I tried. I don't remember any of it. Checkers I do. <laughs> I think I was better at checkers. Um I I don't play checkers nearly as often. <laughs> um and nobody really has been playing them in the club. They've all been playing chess, which is cool with me. <laughs> but so Let's start off with, with um, oh, first of all, Rocky sent me a picture and told me I was supposed to show it. Hold on a second. I know what it is. <laughs> it's everybody's kind of, it's like one of my favorite photos of me. I'm not too photogenic, but Rocky t actually took that photo uh, at a gig, and uh, I always, I just always liked it. And uh, Let's see if I can get it to... Oh, oh no, that's not the that's not what I thought it was. Okay, that that's that's my first band. That's that's probably like nineteen seventy nine. There. <laughs> what what was the name of that band? We were called Fury out of the Mon Valley. I grew up in McKeesport. My cousin from White Oak was in the band, and the rest of the guys are from West Mifflin. We actually had an original set. That was my first band. Yeah, he was like, make sure you show this and ask him about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure why he got such a kick out of it, but I know rock, so I thought he was going to show the one with me sitting on that love seat. And I think I'm pretty sure it was Rain. It was either Mark Doddle or Raina that Photoshopped that big tray of cookies because I make those. I'm world famous for my chocolate chunk peanut butter cookies. I know, and I haven't had one yet. <laughs> well, I, I owe you, brother. I, I, I owe you a big batch. With, so I promise. It's, it's recorded. This is live. It's a promise. <laughs> yep. Now now it's been put out there. <laughs> All right, so what what about, besides the fact that Rocky ended up producing the song, what, what about the song SOS 2020 um, brought you – to this project like how did you get there well the whole thing was pretty much eric's baby the song he wrote he wrote this song and i mean he was talking about having dreams and he got up out of bed and started writing stuff down i think and uh so uh the and then once he collaborated with rocky 
they came up with this idea and it, it benefits our venues and uh, the national um, independent venue association is involved too. So it's a good cause. Uh, but, but my input was merely showing up at the vault to, to record. Everybody took turns, each band, whatever. If, if they were, if you were playing or singing, um, everyone had their turn and that was, that was, you know, pretty easy. That's what I do all the time. I, I sing a lot. So all I had to do was go and sing. <laughs> it turned out pretty cool. I thought, um, I'm going to hit you with a couple of my oddball questions. Um, I remember this from Islam. Yes. <laughs> um, if, if you could go back in time without breaking the space-time continuum, it's a little Back to the Future thing there, um, what band would you want to follow around for a year? Wow. Man, that's a t- that's really tough because I never saw Led Zeppelin and like in their early initial days they were so unique and powerful and you know hard and just really badass. But I love the Stones. My favorite my favorite band was always the Jay Giles band, old Jay Giles, like not not centerfold, freeze frame, not the MTV era. I think that probably was their most successful commercial time, but. Uh, you had to see them live too back in the day. They were a really cool party band. So I don't know, but I, I think maybe I think the Stones. So Paul is here. His internet connection is iffy, but I'm gonna pull him in. Okay, there he is, Paul. Oh, he looks tame. <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm the he. I, I wonder who who the he was. Yeah. Yeah. You, Hopefully, I, I have really bad connection where I'm at. So you, you definitely do. <laughs> I we were wondering if maybe yeah. you were getting a costume on or something. <laughs> That's why I said he looks no. No, this is this is regular life costume. This is work clothes. Yeah. So <laughs> see paint and whatnot all over. So blue collar blues isn't just the song. <laughs> Hey, uh, the question I just asked Mark was, if you could go back in time and follow any band around, which band would you want to follow? Like a- any band anybody, ever? Like- anybody ever. Huh. Tough one, huh? Man, there's a couple of, couple of different... Man, that's a... Who would I want to follow? I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm trying to think now, like of certain instances in bands' histories that were like really cool, like something or others. And I'm trying to think, well, well you know what? We'll go with the easy one. We'll say Zeppelin. Why not? I'll just go with, I'll, I'll just go with that right now. I met, that was my first that I mentioned. I, I still don't know if I even made a decision on who I'd follow. Oh, I did. I, I said it, the Stones, but that's a tough one. There's some, you know, well, if you're going to follow the Stones, just make sure you're not going to Altamont. <laughs> but uh, another one possibly, and this, this would be neat, would be um, Bob Marley and the Whalers. Um, just because he basically introduced a genre to the entire world. And so watching that develop 
would kind of be kind of neat. I think that would be something cool. So I could go for some some reggae. Yama, ever living, ever living. <laughs> back, back in the day, I had a um, gentleman from a reggae band on on the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Um, he's going by JJ at the time. I don't remember what his real name is, <laughs> but he sat right there, which you can't see, but right on the other side of where I'm sitting. And um, he wouldn't show me his dreads. He had a big hat on. Wouldn't show me his dreads. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a coat on. I'm gonna get a coat on. See if I can get some sense. So if I blink out for a second or whatnot, I'll, I will do my best. I'll be right back. I'm gonna see if I can get a little better connection here. So okay. So back to you and I, Mark. <laughs> um. If if you could become a member of any band, what band would you want to join? Uh, member. See, I'm old school, man. So, because like Bad Company was a big influence. Paul Rogers. I like the, the you know that first. I liked them all, but that first album, my goodness, just I, that's how I started singing. I just sang the records in my room. So Bad Company. I just always gravitate to them. And then again, I said, uh, the Jay Giles band, I, I, I think I could do, I could do a good impression, mimic Peter Wolf a little bit, not real difficult vocally. He's just that raspy rough voice, but it was just, he was so cool when you saw them live. So that would be fun. I'm watching Paul. <laughs> I can't see him, but. I hope they play some of their new stuff, man. It sounds great. We'll Off be playing that. some new tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be playing uh, a few of our new ones because during the whole past year, um, we were busy. We we were active. We were writing and got a bunch of stuff, but and, and a bunch of new stuff. So, he's. I think he went outside. <laughs> he said he was going to get a coat on. I don't know. Yeah, Here, I'm going to pull him up. I really. I think he's outside with a light. Looks like an alien. <laughs> That's uh, uh, glittery at its finest, always. And we'll let him try and find some better service. Um, let me think. Oh, he has really good service now. At least it says he's that. Uh, nope, it went back. <laughs> you were for a second. He put some aluminum foil on the antenna. That'll get you in there. Really dating yourself, Mark. The, the rabbit ears. Put the foil on the rabbit ears. Turn it slow. Wait. Wait right there. All right. How's, how's this, Bill? Yeah, that, that's better than you were. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. The pictures here. I gotta find a place to set my light. Being that up. Are you outside? He is. I'm absolutely outside. I'm it's standing cold. up by the road. I live way out the well, I'm I've been homeless since October. I just uh got some people squatters out of my house and uh 
where I'm staying is very out in the country and I have no reception or anything. So yeah, I'm actually out on a country road right now uh, where I have some reception. I have my, my nice little flannel on. So we're all good. Let's, let's get rolling. It's supposed to drop to 15 or 14 degrees. So we may start and see your breath while you're talking. (laughs) I'm in the coziness of Rocky studio. Toasty warm. That's all right. I've done crazier things for rock and roll. I know that. I know that, Paul. Hey, Paul, this question's for you. If you could have written any song that you've, that in the history of, of music, like that one song that just really grabs you that you wish you would have written, what, what song would you say that was? I have written them. I've written a whole album full. We just released four songs. We're going to be playing Thursday. My favorite song, and this will sound arrogant, this will sound full of myself, whatever, but my favorite music in the world is the music that I make. I wouldn't be making it otherwise if it wasn't my favorite stuff. Um, yeah, it would be nice if the song is famous and would be able to pace the old and everything. But, uh, I, I love the music that I write and the music that I write with the guys that I write. So, uh, I'm, I'm happy writing what I write. So I, if, I don't know if that's actually good for me, but that's the answer that this skinny guinea is going to give. I think, <laughs> Mark, were you able to understand what he was saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was I, I, a little digitized. <laughs> I think that's oh. the answer. I, I, I didn't even think of that. I, I wouldn't be able to to pick a cover tune. I mean, I, I, my, I, I love so many different genres. And the different decades, whatever. I, I, I doubt I could uh, pick one song. Just uh, almost as difficult trying to pick. You know, my, me say what my favorite band is. You know. Um. This this question is one that is just kind of I ask it all the time right now, and that's who would be your Dave Grohl? Um, the Foo Fighters are known for pulling people up out of the crowd and letting them sing along with them or play along. Um, if that was to happen for you, for you, who would be pulling you up on stage? So what band would you go see and hold that sign up that says, I want to play insert this song. <laughs> I just, that's just not me period. I, if I'm, if I'm watching live music, I, I just, I'm there to dig, dig the scene list and listen. I don't, you know, people ask me to, to sit in, come up, you know, just locally, whatever a lot. And that's, that's uh, I'm always grateful, but I'm not good cold, and I'm there to see what who's ever playing, you know. So I pro- I'm not one to be pulled up on stage. <laughs> I'm shy. Once again, I uh, don't know if this is going to be the answer that you're looking for, but um, I get to do that all the time. I all these local bands, whenever they call me up and I get to sing a song with them, there is no greater thrill in my life. Like one of the things is, is um, uh, anybody that's in a band, anybody that's up on stage, 
it doesn't matter how good you are. I give you the respect. I give you the props because you're out there doing it. And there's so many people that want to that aren't. So first off, you get respect for that. Now, being that you're doing that and being like with our Rock for Life family and this SOS and all that, um, again, it, the word I said was family. And I love and respect all these other performers so much so that, oh, car's going to be driving by. Um, <laughs> when they call me up on stage... That is an amazing, amazing thing. And I, I take a lot of honor. Uh, there we go. Uh, I, I get a lot of honor whenever somebody does call me up on stage. And the one thing I will have to clarify, I will say this is um, I do not jump up on stage of my own volition. I will say that. I firmly believe that when another band is on stage, that is their time to shine. It is not my my place, but if they call me, if they point to me and call me up, you better believe I'm getting up there. But I won't just go up of my own volition. That I think that's rude. If you just jump up on stage without asking somebody, I think that's kind of rude. I'm not there to steal a spotlight, but if they call me up, I'll do that. And I get lots of bands. And I, I love it. It's it's the camaraderie, you know? So there's the answer for that one. Well, I, I have to agree with you. That's one of my favorite things that I see is when a band calls another local musician up on stage. I absolutely love that. And the other thing I love is when I see a local band cover another local band. So like- Yes. Yes. Um, um, when I was in Ill Fated, you know, a long time ago, I have to say is uh we we used to cover ten years from from Big House, Big House Pete. Pete. Yep. Because as as we were a beginning band, here comes another vehicle. Um <laughs> he really took us under his wing Okay. So he, he took us under his wing and he, uh, he like booked a lot of shows and things for that nature. And he gave us no name, young punks, uh, a chance. And so we learned his song 10 years. And anytime that we weren't playing with him, we would do that song in our set list. Holy cow. Is it busy out here? Um, because, uh, the, the, what we used to say is, um, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery and so we would we would love to do that and i i would love to be able to make a cd of all of our like family bands covering another band's song you know what i mean like have a whole cd of band a doing song by band b so on and so forth ad infinitum i I think that would be an awesome idea we we need to figure out someone to head that (laughs) not me not me (laughs) um i'm sitting here in my living room while you're sitting outside freezing (laughs) i'm okay man i i I do have a a paul story from this living room (laughs) and his ill-fated days um back when ill-fated 20 years ago (laughs) 16. <laughs> okay. So I was just starting to do the rock show. Bands would come play live for the Pennsylvania rock show. And um, I always told them that they had to play acoustic and ill fated showed up with amps and electric guitars and a electric drum kit and got me in trouble. <laughs> My wife was not a happy. Well, camper. You, you, you remember that? <laughs> it, I, 
I, I, I will always remember that because I will remember exactly what I said is you like, all right, well, the bands that come here and play, play acoustic. And I said, well, we don't. Yep. <laughs> it's simple. Two words. I said, we don't. And, said, and it's so still... We're bringing our amps. So sorry, bud. <laughs> um, and I can't remember his name. Who was the, you had a kid with you. Who's clearly not a kid now. Um, Judd. No, he's, uh, he just turned, uh, 21 or 22 a couple months ago. I can't remember. It's, uh, I think 22 possibly. So, so there's a, a cut of one of your originals. And at the beginning he yells, ill-fated, don't play no acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should get that cut and send that to me. That would be awesome. Oh, I have it. I, I'll just have to pull it out and get it for you. Yeah. Um, so what happened there was <clears throat> there, there are some infamous, infamous nights for the Pennsylvania rock show. One of them was the very first night when Brian Schaefer was here from Cage, and we didn't know there was going to be a show. And when we were done, he was like, hey, we should do that more often. 16 years later, I'm still doing it. And then the next biggest one was when you guys showed up electric, because then I knew we could pull it off, so I started bringing bands in electric. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) See, I wasn't in the scene then, so this is cool, like, you know, just learning about what, what you've been doing with with your show. Uh, you know, I didn't realize that. I wasn't really on the scene yet either, Mark. I was still finding what coattails to ride. <laughs> I was working. You know, I wasn't even fronting a band. You know, I always sang, but I was out of it for basically 25 years since the mid 80s. So I'm, I'm back. I got a few years left. Hey, let's um, let's talk about. Dude, I can't wait for tomorrow, man. That's where I was headed. Let's talk about tomorrow a little bit. What? Uh, we'll start with Mark. What? What should a listener who's not heard their boys, Borstal Boys, before expect to see tomorrow on a live stream? Well, I, I know we have, um, and I think I think four of our songs that we're playing are new from just this past year. So um, if 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 you know our material and uh, you're going to you're going to hear we've been playing those songs out a little bit. But uh, the main thing to look for is some new stuff. And and as a band, we all I just sense it and feel it. We all are happy with um, our new stuff. How how would you describe your sound for those people that haven't heard? we're, We're a rock and roll band. We're not hard and heavy. We're melodic sometimes almost popish but uh what i really like about our music it's it's not all the same it you know some some of our songs are kind of hard rock some are more uh more melodic danceable whatever so it 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 doesn't all sound the same to me it's not beethoven but i I really really dig our stuff so we're gonna (laughs) the same question to you paul what should they expect to hear out of Blackridge tomorrow night? Well, it's honest to God, it's it's almost going to be like the the same answer as Mark's is. Uh, we are we're actually we are playing our recently released EP, "Live Fast and Leave a Good Looking Corpse." We're going to be playing all four songs from that tomorrow. Um, and again, like Mark said, is uh, <laughs> there each song is different than the other. Um, so. Uh, we're uh, a very a high energy mix of rock, blues, funk, and soul, and uh, 
the best way to say it is if you have Oh. We Paul has moved into a bad spot again. <laughs> oh. I didn't even move. <laughs> well, you you were at three bars and now you're at one. I think it's a temperature I didn't even move. It might be. It's the atmospheric pressure. It sounds like the really, really bad sound effects from like the 1980s for computers in the background. (laughs) What's going to sound good tomorrow? Here, you're you're coming in better now. Maybe this is better. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to sound good tomorrow. That's the important thing. That's right, Paul. Don't, Don't you worry. Okay. So, Paul, okay. Paul. But yes, so just like what Mark had said is we, we're a big mix. So rock, funk, blues, soul. Um, you're going to hear high energy. Uh, you're going to hear our new EP. So uh, we're very excited. Very excited to play tomorrow. Keyboards, saxophone. There's like 19 yes, people on stage piece. when Black Ridge shows up. There's like 19 <laughs> people on stage. Uh, we like it. I played... Played part of I, uh, I played part of live live fast and leave it um, good looking corpse for my son last night because the sax was in there and, and he he was sitting in the chair doing the I don't the people not hold on I got to put myself back up on the screen so everybody can see what I was doing there he was doing the <laughs> moving to you the know, music <laughs> you know Bill since um Blackbridge started that's the Paul. Blackridge and the and the boys have we've done numerous dual gigs together and then naturally the Ben like Rock for Life the benefit shows so so we've had a lot of fun playing together it's a good combo and with oh I love it crowd, I love when, when Blackridge and Borstels play yep yeah now you better you better have some toilet paper ready <laughs> you better have some toilet paper ready because we're gonna blow your pants out. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not because it's not because it's going to be a shit show. We're just going to blow it <laughs> and blow them pants out. Hey, Paul. So, but we digress. <laughs> Paul, I asked asked um, Mark this question earlier, and it was what what brought you to this project? Like, what drew you to it? The both the concert series and and the song. Well, um. When uh, uh, I had initially request from Rocky, um, is, you know, would, would you know be interested? And uh, as we had you know talked earlier, I loved being up on stage singing with other bands. Um, this is now there was sixty people, right? Like sixty people involved in the video or something. Mm-hmm. So that's now like sixty other names of people that I can say that I made music with. So <laughs> honestly. It was my own ego. It was stroking my own ego. This is a whole big old other list of other people that know. Honestly, though, is um, it's uh, respect the the respect that I have for other bands and uh, well, just the sheer necessity of the project. I will have to say, you know, it's like it needs to be done. This needs to happen. Um. I'm going to throw this question to Mark. We'll maximize him. There we go. Um, Mark, if you could tell the venue owners that have been struggling um, 
something from your heart to make make them keep keep fighting, what would you tell them? Just hang in there, man. I, I don't know. I don't have an easy answer when things will come back to normal. I mean, until the virus calms down and hopefully disappears, um, it's just difficult, be, you know, for them because of the capacity limits and people, a lot of people are scared not even coming out. Um, but, uh, hang in there, so, just like we are. I mean, I, I if I'm not, if we're not playing, rehearsing, whatever, I, I go all over. And it's, that's been the hardest thing for me over all this time, you know, have so much fun watching. There's so much talent out there. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Or I wouldn't be able to do what I've been doing for 16 years. I wouldn't have anybody to, to bring on. And we, we become friends, you know, with so many of our favorite venues. And uh, so, you know, we feel, we feel for them. So when you, you get an ch- opportunity to do a benefit like this, you know, uh, that's a neat thing being in a band. We do so much benefit stuff. You know, someone asks, I don't think we ever say no. It's an easy way for us to help, to raise money, whatever. But it feels good. Every little bit helps. That's what I always say. Switch up here. Paul, what, what would you tell the venue owners? Uh, 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 there's more people on your side than against you. Hang in there. Uh, we're coming out. We're showing you that we got your backs. Um, and fingers crossed, you know, pray to, pray to God that th- this will, this will end someday and, uh, we'll be there and we just still tell everybody to please go out and support places, even places that had uh, music that aren't able to have live stuff anymore. I know one of the things that I plan on doing is, uh, I'm going down to the Starlight Lounge, get me some pierogies on uh, Thursday uh, after or before we play or something of that nature. Going to help support Moondog down there. Um, so I know that's, you know, that it's something little, but, you know, and tell everybody to go out and, and, and you know what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So I'll just say that. I won't go anymore. Or, so. All right. So. Last question for you guys, and then I'm going to play the interview that I recorded from Matt the other day. Um, and we'll start with Paul since I have him up on the screen. Um, could you kind of, for those, the people that haven't purchased the ticket yet, what what do you think um, is the main reason that they should, should tune in tomorrow and, and check you guys out? Because it's going to be a good show. Aside from from the fact that it's a good cause and there's so many people struggling and this is a man, busy night tonight. (laughs) Um, And so many bars are struggling. So many people are struggling and and their livelihoods are on the line. Uh, Aside from that, it's just going to be an awesome show. Uh, Common Crown, Borstal Boys and Black Ridge. That that's a heck of a lineup right there and this is going to be an hour of power so uh just for sheer entertainment value not counting how important it is just just the sheer entertainment um for those of you that are tuned in or watching the replay of the video down in the scroll bar below paul right now is the information on how you can purchase tickets you can go to the website 
sos2020pgh.org slash concerts. And uh, it is sponsored by all those logos on the outside around Paul right now. The Next Door Cafe, Shady Lady Studio, Grassroots Homegrown Show, Second Scene, 10 Band Productions, Endeavor After, Build the Scene, Ryan McCutcheon, Rhythm 19 Fund, The Vault Recording Studio, In Stuff Music, Alexis Art and Designs, and <clears throat> Flying Scooter Promotions. I think I got them all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn that question over to Mark, and then when Mark's finished, we'll get to hear a nice long conversation between Matt and I, which I told someone is the most he and I have ever talked, and I've known him since 1996. <laughs> Okay, Mark. <laughs> well, hey, real quick. Am I cool to go inside then? Yeah, you're good. Thank you, Paul. That was my question. All right. please, Everybody, please tune in. Please tune in. So have you a good one. Pierogies tomorrow, Paul. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I would say the same thing. The, the neat thing about the benefit, the, the cost for watching one Thursday night show is only $3 or $10, and you can watch them all. So it's not expensive. And it's, you know, a, a, an hour of your time, and I, I think you will be entertained, you know? I agree. I I watched the, the first one, and um, I'm going to rewatch it, which is another key with the the season pass. You get an, a year's worth of video on demand, which includes the live streamings and a bunch of music videos from the local scene. And look at that. Paul just popped back in and he's 100% green. <laughs> Paul, I think you have the best connection you've had all night right now. <laughs> all right. So I'm so I'm free to go too. Yes. Thank you for coming out, coming out and hanging with me for a little while. Tell Rocky Thanks I said hello. Doing, Thanks for doing what you do, Bill. You're welcome. And uh I'm going to turn this over to myself and Matt from Monday night. Love you all. Rock Love and roll. to see you tomorrow. Okay, man. With me now from a common crown and various other bands, Matt Ferrani. Hi, Bill. Hey, it is Ferrani, right? Yep. Yeah, I hear people say it differently all the time. You know, yep. They put the, the Italian, Italian on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I get Damiano. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. Just Ferrani. <laughs> Um, so Matt, how many bands are you playing in right now? Uh, probably like a strong baker's dozen bill. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I don't know. I think six, six or so, but who's counting sometimes seven, <laughs> depending on what part of the year, what, you know, what month it is, I guess. So, I like playing, though. just try to squeeze as many as I can. In. That's you're, you're here representing a common crown tonight, but you're also in Borstal boys. Correct. You know, are playing tomorrow night as well. Yep. And pretty good friends with Blackridge, the third band. Yep. For sure. Um so just right off the bat, what what drew you to to this project, to the the SOS 2020 PGA thing as a whole? Well, obviously I'm good friends with Rocky, you know, we play in a band together, a couple bands together actually, but uh, uh more than that uh you know, pretty much playing music is all I do. That's why I play in, in you know, multiple bands. And when all of a sudden you don't have that anymore, and uh, it's a yeah, it's a real big deal. So not only that, but venues can't sustain you know through this time, so they're they're closing down, and that really sucks. 
and that's awful for someone like me who, you know, that's kind of like all I do. So I would like to do anything in my power to try to help this cause. And, uh, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think Eric and Rocky did a fantastic job at Bob McCutcheon, you know, at the vault and every single person involved in everything, because everything behind the scenes, you know, I watched it start from the beginning, come to fruition to last night. And it was just, you know, an amazing process and a ton and ton of work went into that. So, uh, you know, kudos to those guys, but I'm glad that there's a team working on, you know, the cause of saving our stages because it might be something that might get under, you know, overlooked by some of the, the major causes, I guess, per se going on in the world. But to us little guys down here in the Berg down here, we need our stages. So we're doing everything we can to save them. That's personally, I, I knew about it around the time that it, that it started to, but I wasn't brought on, on until the end. Um, when they decided, Hey, we probably should have a website. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I, I agree that the big, big reason I jumped on, you know, you know, I don't play any music, but right. Well, I mean, but you might as well You're pretty much like the, the silent member of every local band. So <laughs> I get that a lot. Um, but you know, without the bands, then I can't have my hobby of, of doing the websites and podcasting and live streaming because then you guys don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> right. And, yeah, and, not only and that, no reason to write music. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, you know, there's the sound men and there's stage techs and there's uh, bartenders and there's bar owners, club owners, bouncers, all that stuff. All those guys, you know, they're, they're shafted too during this time. So we we'll do everything we can to help each other out. And, you know, I know um, your bandmates, Jen and Steve, have a venue slash bar that's been hit. They do. It's a perfect example of, you know, a struggling venue. And uh, they just, you know, they went through a process of remodeling and they did all this stuff. And it just so happened that COVID hit the, the worst possible time for them. But, yeah, they're a perfect example of a small business trying to, you know, small a small venue, per se, trying to pull through during this time. And um, I'm sure that, um, that they jumped on as soon as they heard about it. Yep. Um, I was actually just there. I dropped my car off there. Well, hey, <laughs> which me too. Just, which sounds really that weird. <laughs> That's I a day out of business. I, I think I, I think I still owe a uh, you know unpaid bill there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, uh, I left it with the car. I'm not going to say oh. where, but, <laughs> but. Um, that's where, is that where our common crown practice is? Yeah. Right. Right next door to the, to, to K and S they're off their shop. Um, I know when we were there, the, the dogs weren't very happy. <laughs> no, actually all, all my bands practice there, except for, uh, except for the Borsa boys, silk nine practices there. And, uh, after fall practices there, slant six used to practice there. So that room gets a lot of use. It gets a lot of rocking. Borstal boys. I can't remember the name of that, that place. I've been there. It's called um, Ralph's. That's it. Yeah, it's a music guild, uh, musicians guild. It's it's a really cool place too. I went there and interviewed interviewed Royal Honey, and um, yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, that was that was different. Yelled at Jerry from Winter's Descent. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wasn't serious, and yeah. and he was like, "Well, we're done anyway." <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bands practice there throughout the week. You know, there's different rooms. There's multiple rooms. It's a cool place. Ralph's a nice guy. Um. And that's that's another business that would be affected by this as well. Exactly. Yep. Um. So, a, a common crown. Have, have you guys been writing anything during the pandemic? Yeah, actually, we have, and uh, we've been recording at Rattleclack. 
with our good buddy Jazz, and uh, we're actually going to have a we'll have an album coming out here. I don't I don't know. We just started it, so uh, it's going to be a while. But yes, we have been writing and we have been recording during this time. We've been working this whole time as much as we could, anyway. That's I definitely see pictures of you in the studio a lot. So yeah, was... <laughs> I, I I recorded jazzes you know a lot on various various projects. Sometimes I I just be sitting around you know, pantsless at 10 in the morning and he'll be like, Hey, what are you doing? You want to come over and record a half wheel song real quick? And I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll be right over. So <laughs> I spent a lot of time with jazz as I like it there, but yeah, that's uh, what's where comic crowns recording at rattle clack. And uh, like I said, it should be a good, I don't know, six months or so till everything's all wrapped up. And um, he, he's another business that was hit really hard by the pandemic. Yeah. He, he just has a, you know, a entertainment company and both uh, international entertainment company. <laughs> as he, as he puts it, he was hit, he was hit really hard. He was just sharing pictures uh, on Facebook the other day about where he was the last five years, you know, and it was just like these various countries and states. He wasn't mm-hmm. this time of the year, and now he's doing nothing. He's hanging out with me every day in this studio. Or calling me and telling me to call his accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I just did his websites. <laughs> um, actually, he told me to email her some information. I'm like, I'm not emailing her that. <laughs> But, um, so there's so much I could ask you about. Cause I mean, even the history of what I do goes back to you. <laughs> I mean, I tell a story a lot when, when I first started the rock show, I don't know if you remember this, you handed me a big plastic bag full of CDs because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to play. And you're like, here, play yeah, this. <laughs> play these. Yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember this. I vaguely remember the CD era. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. But uh, yeah, I guess we've been—I guess we've been uh, part of the local music scene together in this fight as long as I can remember, huh, Bill? I—I I think that I started playing with the hybrid site. That's—that's that's how. That was the first thing I did. Local music was hybrid, right? So that had been and like the, the '90s, the late '90s. I, I want to say it was like '96 or '97. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. About '97. And um. I remember that website too. I was talking talking to Mike Pirock about it one day, and I was like, "I don't know if you knew this or not, but I totally ripped off the creep site." He's like, "Yeah, we uh, all, we all knew." I, yeah, I I ripped creep off for a lot of stuff back in those days. Like you know, I stole a lot of stuff from them. We'll call it uh, influenced by. I learned I mean, a lot of stuff from those guys. Yeah, right. He's a he's another great guy in the music scene. I absolutely yep. love Mike. Yeah, like I said, I, a lot of stuff I was greatly influenced by watching Mike and the Creep Boys back in the day. And, uh, you know, I, it's no secret that I'm a uber Creep fan. I make it known all the time. <laughs> I, I did. I learned something odd last week on um, the interview portion of the um, SOS PGH show. And that's that Rocky had no idea that Whiskey High is now scale. Oh, yeah. How does that happen? Well, I don't know. He he listens to a different kind of different kind of rock and roll, you know, different. Well, I mean, he he was like, wait, genre. he knew who Whiskey High was. Right, 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 right. <laughs> You'd be surprised at how many people don't don't realize that. I mean, that was before I was in the music scene, just before, but it was before. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember seeing Whiskey High when I was in high school. So they're old. I'm old, but they're older. <laughs> you are not old. And now I, I actually have the the. Uh, uh, like the, the honor of playing in a band with with Mikey P, 
and Bones now a couple times a year in Dimwit. Actually, we have a couple shows coming up. Don't ask me what the hell the dates are, but <laughs> we, we have our, our once a couple times a year shows coming up. So I look forward to seeing and hanging out and jamming with those guys. So since I grew up, grew up watching them play. I thought you were going to tell me you, you had their cassette. Um, well, I do. I do. 100% pure. I got that on cassette. I bought it at like National Record Mart or some shit. I had it for like a month. They Mikey P sent me a bunch of stuff right before one of the PA Rock Show anniversary shows so I could give it away. And um, I'm sure you remember that year I had all that stuff on the pool table at the Moose. And I, I should have kept it, but I put it out there and it was going quick. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I'm sure there's another one floating around somewhere. But um, what what could you tell me? This this is a question. I mean, you've been on my show quite a few times, but um, I've changed up the questions, as I'm sure you could could <clears throat> um, believe. I guess is the word. But um, what is something about you that fans of your various bands would be surprised to know? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I usually uh, air out all my uh, my dirty my dirty poop poop jokes and poop secrets on Facebook and stuff. So I don't keep anything hidden. I just saw one of those today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to I like fart jokes. They're funny. Ah, uh, man. I don't know. That's a loaded question, Bill. I'm not sure. Um, maybe that my all time favorite musical group of all time is Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> I think I actually knew that, but I bet a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there you go. You would think it might be, you know, Metallica or Motley Crue, which those also are some of my all-time favorites. But my all-time, all-time of all-timeiest favorite would be, would be the news. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they would find that weird. <laughs> I asked that question of a metal band one time, and the lead singer told me they wrote a children's book. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I bet none of them guessed that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. When did you realize that you wanted to be a musician? <clears throat> when I was a little kid, you know, my dad played the drums, um, and I'd, I'd watch him play in, in his band. They'd practice in our in our dining room, and I, I guess I just always kind of wanted to. And it was uh, like the only thing I was ever any remotely good at, so <laughs> I just stuck with that. I, I, I guess yeah, from being when I was a real little kid. I don't believe that remotely good thing part. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, if I'm throwing the Dave Grohl question at you, I have <laughs> the eyes got big. That's what I love about. The, I just started doing video last March, and I didn't know what I was missing because I asked those questions. I couldn't see facial reactions. <laughs> so, part of the PA Rock Show recently is that I've been trying to reach out to Dave Grohl and get to get him to come on the show. Which that'd be cool. Um. And his management team never even replied to my email address. So then I start or email. I tagged him a bunch of times, got nothing that way. So what I do now is I just keep mentioning mentioning him, hoping someone will tell him someday. <laughs> the question is: the Foo Fighters are known for pulling people up on stage and letting them play with them. So my question for you is: who is your Dave Grohl? What band would you want to go up on stage with? Oh man, um, 
I'd really like to back to my previous answer for my previous question. I'd really like to take a shot of jamming with <laughs> jamming with the news. <laughs> I always wanted to play in a band like that that had you know like eleven members in a horn section and you know a kazoo player and a, you know <laughs> to see what that would be like. I still have a lot of fun in the Borsa Boys, you know, because there's I mean there's only five of us, but I, I like playing in a band with keys. You know what I mean? The piano, I've never, uh, you know, Dimwood's got uh, keyboard keys in it too. And I really like playing in some bands with uh, keyboard players because that's something, you know, never experienced before until later in life. But I don't, other than, other than Huey Lewis in the news or some old timey hair metal bands, I'm not sure who I, I'd want to, I think I'd rather at that point just want to sit there and watch the show actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I could let you borrow my kids. They, I have a trumpet player, a clarinet player, a flute player. <laughs> we can put together a band. They um well Aiden Aiden can play the trumpet, the piano, the flute, the harmonica, and the fife. <laughs> I know, right? That fife right. gets stuff people every time. Yeah. I mean if we wanted to play some Jethro Tull or something, he, that'll um, come in handy. He went to Fort Necessity, bought a fife, brought it home, taught himself how to play it. Nice. He's scary. <laughs> That's the he's got to be getting big, right? He's, he's got to be pretty he's, big. He's twelve. He's yeah, right. Four, no, five, five foot four and a half. I think is what we measured him at the other day. Wow, he's gonna be taller than me pretty soon. Uh, he, all three of them are taller than Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's twelve. The girls are ten, and um, doing very well, and the music thing. They, they all three love it. I think that's because they used to hear music in the living room all the time. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> yeah they're probably accustomed to music people coming in and out of their house for the last you know since they've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could go back in time, without breaking the space time continuum, see I pulled your Huey loose in the news in here. <laughs> get back in time. <laughs> um, what band would you want to follow around and? at what time for a whole year? Oh, um, you mean like a, a famous band, right? Follow yep. them around. Yep. Uh, since I <clears throat> was enamored with the, the Motley Crue movie, the dirt, which I watched probably 900 times. Cause I love it. Uh, I would like to just follow them or any band around for that sunset strip era, you know, right before they were on the cusp of getting, you know, blowing up huge, um, for around that era, I'd like to follow them around. It's not just because of uh, you know, all the the cocaine stripper hooker parties and all, you know, the the naked boobies and shit all over the place. It has nothing to do with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was when I was a little kid, I was like infatuated with that Sunset Strip era bands, you know, and just that whole lifestyle. I was a little kid, so I didn't understand the the debauchery side of it, but I always thought the music side of it was wicked cool. So I'd probably go back to. I would say 1987, 1985, L.A. Sunset Strip era. I have a feeling that that movie didn't show everything. Oh, there's no I, way it could. It'd, I, it'd be right I, have, I have a feeling that it, it was a lot worse than what. They yeah, showed. I don't know if you, I don't know if you read the book. It didn't, didn't. show everything. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the movie would have been rated X. I, I did watch the movie twice. Yeah, the movie was very good. I watched it about like I said, like 740 times. Now the the ZZ Top, a little little old band from Texas. I've watched that about 10 times. Did you? <laughs> I didn't think I would. I watched it the first time. I was like, that's pretty good. Kept watching it. <laughs> but um, who who from the music scene 
that you have not played with so far would you like to play with? Um, you know, back to Mike Pirock. I don't think I've ever played. I don't think I've ever even jammed with Mike that I can think of on anything in all the years. Like I've, we've seen each other play and, you know, been on a million shows with each other. I've watched a guy play, you know, a million times, but I don't think I've ever had the pleasure to jam with Mr. Pirock or anything. Not that I can remember. So I'm going to say Mike. That, that, I, that surprised me. I thought yeah, for right. sure you would have. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I've I've got to jam with everybody. I always call it my local musician bucket list. You know, get to jam with everybody, crossing them off. But uh, I don't think I've to like I said once again. I have a bad memory, <laughs> but uh, to, to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever got the pleasure of jamming with Mike. So I'm going to say Mr. Pierrot. One one of my favorite things that I remember seeing you do was um, Diana from uh, ACAG and I put on a summer jam at Cooks which is no more, but yeah. Right. And, uh, you came in and sat in with Doppler effect and played all their originals. Oh yeah. That was fun. And then, uh, I, I vaguely remember that. And then it's, it's, I guess it's maybe been five or six years now, but I, I actually played with Doppler, uh, effect again. Uh, it was like around Halloween a few years ago, maybe like four or five years ago at the Edgewood winery. I got to jam with Doppler again. So that was great. Love jam with those guys. I like, uh, try to challenge myself, play some, different kind of stuff, especially original material, you know, of bands I really like. And I've heard those guys play a million times. So I kind of, you know, knew their, knew their songs. Offhand that, that was going to be my question. Did you, did you practice with them at all? Well, yeah, but it's funny because they don't ever practice. I know. Every time I would jam with them, Billy would be like, man, we don't ever practice. We'll get together. So yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember if I did the very first time back in the day. I want to say no, but uh, a couple years ago when I jammed with them, Edgewood, cause we had to play all night. Uh, I did, we had one rehearsal. But there was like 40 songs I had to crash course. Some of them I'd never heard before. So we just kind of maybe did like a minute of each tune, kind of a, <laughs> a a crash course. I learned that technique from Mikey Pallone, actually. When you got to cram 30 songs into a two-hour practice, you just kind of do like a minute of each one. So, um, See, normally this is what I where I would ask you to tell me something embarrassing about one of your band members, but I don't know which band to pick. <laughs> I mean, we could pick a common crown, but Steve is definitely afraid of snakes. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't even, don't even get him like a rubber snake and throw it at him and think it's funny because he'll get real upset. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if you don't know who Steve is, you don't want Steve upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now you know his kryptonite. He is really, really, really afraid of snakes. He does not like them. You know, coincidentally, the first time I ever saw Steve take care of an issue was at that show that you played with Doppler Effect at Cooks. Ah. And we won't get into that, but it was fast. <laughs> um, wow, that was quick. <laughs> it was like you knew I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> Some embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't think there's anything embarrassing about anybody else. I mean, Kyle just Kyle just embarrasses himself. <laughs> um, just kidding, Kyle. So, you and Rocky both have played in Super Monkey. Yep, but actually, we I think we have a gig coming up uh, in a few weeks at Jurgles opening for LA Guns with Super Monkey. But every once in a while, yeah, me and Rocky. That's how I met Rocky. Actually, every once in a while, we'll get together with Chris and. Uh, Chris is super monkey. 
I couldn't. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name, so I just call him Chris uh, Super Monkey. G L O something. something <laughs> yeah, Gulabalowski Super Monkey. <laughs> yeah, that's how I met Rocky. But yeah, we do play. We do play in Super Monkey also. That's one of those bands that has had a lot of different musicians in it. Yep, which that's what makes and, it cool. That's what I said. Chris is actually, you know, he is Super Monkey, and he has a kind of like a rotating cast of characters on his songs and albums. Um, and then one of my my favorite podcasts that isn't my own. Is um Lou, uh Lou Lombardi. It's Lou Dini's Rock yeah, and right. Circus, and uh, he played. Ludini, yeah. He played with. with yeah, right. Lindy. I I did know it. Yep. Um, yep. A lot of guys have. Let's see. Um, I think my phone is vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. It's over there somewhere. <laughs> um, if. If there is an apocalyptic event Hope so. that wipes out most of the human population, leaves a handful of people, and only one song from every band survives to help repopulate the earth, which your common crown song should survive? Oh, uh, common crown song. Uh, well... We got some really cool ones off our new record that no one's heard yet, so I'm not going to say any of those because uh, you wouldn't know what I was talking about. But I guess we'll just go with our our single "Awake," like "Awake," "Awake up the Awake of the Dead," "Awake of the the Zombies." <laughs> um, see now you made me think of another question. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there was this band. They're from um, Texas, Denton, Texas. They're called Diesel Beast. <laughs> so okay. so clearly they play acoustic folk, right? Right. <laughs> um this is their question. It's this is the diesel que- diesel beast question just like the other ones the Dave Grohl question. If you could play with any band from any era at any venue, who would you play with and where? Uh, well, back to uh back to uh, Rockstar movies. I don't know if you ever saw the uh, the the Queen movie. You know, you know the famous clip where they're playing at the, you know, they're all in white or on that stage, and you know the audience just looks like a, a sea of people. You know, have any idea what I'm talking about? In I, the Queen I, movie. I have not watched it. Bohemian Rhapsody, that one. Yeah, I think they're playing at like Farm Aid or something like that. You know, it's just like a a, a gigantic festival. I, so I have seen the real video of them. Okay, well, Farm well, Aid. the one they did in the movie is just spot on, perfect. So you've seen the the actual clip. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'd like to play to to that crowd, or one of those crowds where you see like Iron Maiden or some, you know, metal band playing in some, uh, you just know, the sea of arms. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just like a sea of people. Uh, I always, I've always wondered what that like when there's like when there's like 300 yards between the stage and the first row of people. There's so many people. You know, I was wondering what it would be like to just to experience something like that. I've never even been at a show like that, let alone you know played at one. Most I've ever played in front of a few few thousand people. I can't imagine, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand people. That'd be insane. So you want to know why it's the Diesel Beast question? Why? Because their answer was they wanted to play with Dio at Stonehenge. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. And, of course, I said, well, maybe that's why Stonehenge is there, is to bring them back so that you can play with them. (laughs) Right. But, yeah, that was, like, I was looking for an answer like you gave. And that's what I got. Stonehenge and Dio. (laughs) Uh, I I wish I would have thought of that. 
Um, you want Todd me to- Metallica played in Antarctica. Then they play, they're, they're the only band that played in all seven continents. Uh, yes. Did you ever see that? Did you ever see that video? They're playing in that dome in mm-hmm. Antarctica. That that was a pretty fucking cool gig. So, um, the the one venue that that I want like it, I don't have a bucket list per se, but I would love to see a band play at, at Red Rocks. Yeah, right. That place looks awesome. Um, I've obviously I've just seen videos too of bands play, but that was another. I was trying to think of that in my mind. I'm glad you mentioned that one because that's another one that would be wicked cool to play at. Or Wembley. <laughs> yeah, right. Or Madison Square Garden, or pretty much anywhere out of my damn small small, small hometown. You know what I mean? <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Two summers ago, my parents and and my family went to New York City and we're on a tour. Like a guy to tour on a bus, which was awesome. If you get a chance to do that, and the world's not trying to kill all of us, um, right. do it. But we're coming down the road, and I'm like, it's Madison Square Garden. I'm like, we're going to stop at Madison Square Garden. No, we're not. <laughs> Just <laughs> drove right past it. They didn't even yeah, right. say anything. I was like, yeah. at least mention that we passed it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, it's Madison Square Garden, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So here, here's your chance to, to tell the venue owners and the, uh, fans out there how you feel about what's going on, which is pretty broad, but yeah. You know, okay. What do you mean? Well, how I feel about what's going on as far in... as the, about, <clears throat> about how the music scene has been affected by the pandemic as a whole. Oh, well, I mean, we kind of touched on that earlier in your first question. Um, for someone like myself, it really sucks because uh, I don't really have any other hobbies. I mean, I have a job and stuff, but I don't really do anything else but play music. That's why I play in multiple bands, you know, because I just can't get enough from just one. So for someone like myself, who all of a sudden I went from playing, you know, 70 plus year, 70 plus shows in 2019 to I think I, you know, maybe played the 12 or 13 <laughs> last year. It's tough. So uh, I don't know really what I would – I don't really know how I feel on the matter. Uh, a lot of people have opinions on every single thing in the world, it seems. So I have absolutely no idea how to fix anything, Bill, and I would not even proclaim to uh, try to tell anybody how to fix anything. That's pretty much why I share poop jokes all the time because that's what <laughs> – because that is what I'm qualified to talk about, drumming and poop jokes. So, um, you will notice that I never post anything religion, or or politics. I don't post anything serious unless it's at, you know plugging a show or a charity event, you know plugging Rock for Life. But uh, if it's not music related, uh, it's just something stupid and satire, something funny. I, um, the other day, I, I for the first time in forever. Hi, Bill. Hi, Summer. <laughs> I saw for the first time an argument on Facebook that wasn't political and I'm going to bring it up because I'm sure you have an opinion on this one. All right. And that is, I like Van Hagar. (laughs) You knew where I was going. (laughs) I just assumed that was going to be argument. I'm going to go with Van Hagar. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like David Lee Roth. Of course he was fucking diamond Dave, but uh, I'm a, I've always been a Sammy Hagar fan. And uh, I just want to say that Sammy can sing all Dave's songs, but Dave can't sing any of Sammy's songs. Yes, someone made that comment, and that was it. Might have been me. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> uh, mad love to you both. I'm a huge Van Halen fan. Always have been. I um, 
I think. Sorry, my daughter is holding furs and food up, asking if she can make it. <laughs> um, I think that David Lee Roth is more of the um, consummate front man. Like, yeah, right. He is. He's the ultimate showman. Whereas Sammy was a better vocalist. Yeah. And I mean, let's not take anything away from Dave. He could sing really well when he wrote good song. I mean, there's a, a million awesome Dave Van Halen songs. I just, I'm a huge Van Hagar fan for just Sammy fan in general. So I like them both, but I have to pick one, you know, we've known each other long enough that how did I know? I, I how did I know that was a question you're going to ask, Bill? I just pulled <laughs> that one out of the air. I just, I just assumed. <laughs> Or you watched last week and were like, hey, I, that was mine. <laughs> and I, being old also, forgot that it was you. <laughs> Although, you are older than me. Right. I know. I get that. Not much. <laughs> no. Uh, August, September, October. Just a few months. Four months. <laughs> yes, I really had to count that. <laughs> I was teaching Spanish today. Bear with me. That's the that the brain explodes on those days. <laughs> but I was telling someone earlier. Oh, it was another teacher. It was a sub, and she asked me where where she was supposed to go the next period. And I was like, "Look, I don't know my schedule. What language I'm supposed to speak when I'm there?" I said, "I might be speaking You're asking the wrong guy. I might be speaking Spanish. I might be speaking science. I don't know." <laughs> but um, if so you you mentioned Rockstar, so it's hard for me to go to that question now. <laughs> you were talking about a different movie, but right, right, right. Um, the movie Rockstar. Um, if you were going to form a tribute band, what tribute band? Like, what band would you want to tribute? Hmm. Like, like if I was going to play in it, you mean? Yeah. Uh I always wanted to be in like a like a really good eighties or hair metal tribute band. I know there's a lot of them in the Berg. Um, always wanted to do that my whole life, even before it became like the kind of in thing to do. Um, or like uh, a, a couple months ago, or it might've been a year or two ago. No, I don't know. Time flies past fast, but uh, uh, not that long ago, a friend of mine uh, asked me if I'd be interested in playing it in a Huey Lewis and news tribute band. It was going to be like, uh, like the harder rock and roll of the Huey Lewis experience or something like that, or for something like it was just going to feature other, musicians too but mostly Huey Lewis in the news and I thought that was a wicked cool idea and then the COVID thing kind of ruined everything and I figured I'll just stick with the six bands I'm already in <laughs> well you know there are seven days <laughs> right that was my th- that was my right. philosophy too I gotta leave one open in case I, I get an offer for you know another one I, I cram it in there <laughs> that's I, I told someone the other day I was like look I'm trying to schedule my podcast and I realize I'm actually really doing three right now. I don't know how, because <laughs> I have the PA rock show. I have three questions in the song and then I have this. Right. And this was in passing. I was talking about rock to Rocky about the concerts. And he's like, Hey, do you want to interview the bands? And I was like, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> and then I told Kelly <laughs> and uh, a <clears throat> joke, not so much joke three questions in a song i was on episode like five before anyone in my house knew i was doing it (laughs) because i figured if i got it started before they knew then they couldn't say you can't do that (laughs) 
And the only reason I told Kelly was because Aiden heard me telling someone that I wasn't going to tell her. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, uh, hold on. <laughs> um, because like this, doing this doesn't take a lot of time because I don't have to edit it. But when I do the podcast, like the hour long Pennsylvania rock show is more like four and a half hours worth of work. Right. So, you know, she heard another one. She's like, what? <laughs> Whereas when we did it back in the day, Matt, we pull in, you guys would pull in, we set up in my living room and we just go live. Yeah. Right. Like, however long we were live. Whatever we're happens, live. happens. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, now I have to fix audio quality and beep things out. and <laughs> That, that stuff takes time. <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm trying to think back. I don't think you were here the first two shows, but you had to be here pretty early on originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played. I remember playing live. You played Played here with BJ. Yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, time, time flies. I'm trying – like that first – definitely you weren't here for the first show because I didn't know it was the first show. It was just Brian Schaefer and I. <laughs> Right, and then the following week, um, Ed from Scratch, um, Kate, who was not in a band yet, <laughs> um, I think Lars was here. Um, Casey Pun. Um, wow, I can't remember who else. Brian and Kurt. No, Kurt wasn't here, but his mixer was. (laughs) I can't remember. There were probably 10 people here for the second episode. But, you know, you were definitely, like, when when I say that it wouldn't happen without you, it really wouldn't have happened without you. Because if you wouldn't have handed me those CDs, there would have been nothing for me to play. (laughs) Right. And then you've been in so many bands over the years that I've been able to cover as well. And uh, our clicks definitely intermingle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Kept you busy. <laughs> but all right, Matt. So last thing, how can they find music from a common crown or any of your other twenty thousand bands? <laughs> well, all of my bands that play original music, we all have uh our music's available online. Common Crown, you go to our website, it's just a commoncrown.com. There is an A in front of a common crown dot com. And uh or you go to our Facebook page. Um I think it's the only one. If you just search for a comic crown, as long as we're the first one's going to come up, you'll see Jen's face or you'll see our album cover. So, uh, uh, same with Borsa Boys. <clears throat> uh, same with After the Fall, Silk Nine. In fact, Silk Nine has a video debut in tonight in a little more than an hour. We're going to be on the X tonight also. And then we also have a video debuting on social media tonight. But you can find Silk Nine's music, you know, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Music. Same with After the Fall, Slash Six. I get them all. I don't know. I think I got. You can find Murano's album. I don't know, you know. either. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You get them. Like I said, all the bands I play and I play original music. You can find it all, all of our stuff on social media somewhere. And if you can't, just uh, drop me a line, and I will be more than happy to direct you on how to listen to our stuff or send you a CD or something. If anybody still listens to CDs out there. Hey, I lied. I have one more question for you. Okay. How many albums, if you? How many how many albums have you played on? Can can you pull that number out of your head? 
Yeah, like 13. Really? Yeah. I would wow. I have them hanging on my wall downstairs. Like I have for each one I I recorded it was pressed. I you know have a little not a plaque but a framed copy of them. And I think uh I think between all the hybrid and all that after the fall Couple slant six in there. I played on Stone Wicked Souls album. Uh, Comic Crown. Comic Crown got a new one coming out. Uh, Borsa Boys has a new record. Uh, it might be a double album because they have a, a whole album previously recorded before I was even in the band that was unreleased. And then I just went and recorded a whole another record with the Borsa Boys. So they're talking about possibly doing a double Borsa Boys album coming out. Um, as I said, Silk Nine has a EP coming out. So if you count EPs in total, uh, thirteen. Um, are you counting your half wheel stuff in your uh, honor? Yeah, I, but I've only played on like one one track on the album. You know what I mean? I haven't played on the whole album, but yeah, we can count half wheel. Um, sure, there's a couple other bands. Yeah, I did some Super Monkey. I recorded some stuff for Super Monkey. We have a video. Um, I think I just watched that video the other day. I think it's called "Forgive Me When I'm Gone." Yeah, we recorded it in Leechburg actually in the cemetery. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even recognize it. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> not too far from your house. It's in the cemetery, right there. <laughs> yep, right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was watching it, and um, like I didn't, I knew that you had played with him, and I was watching the video, and I'm like, hey, I think that's him. <laughs> yep, it's me and Rock during that video. But um, I was actually watching that on the SOS PGH um, uh, virtual page where you go in so for those of you that have bought the season pass uh there is a virtual page where you can go and watch music videos that is Um, cool i didn't realize that and i sent them i gave them some too of the ones i had the mp4s of videos various videos i had too some of them i didn't have the mp4 because someone else made the video you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. that's cool i'm gonna actually gonna i'm gonna go into that virtual page and check those out and um they have that going on and um as of right now, you should be able to watch yesterday's. If you have the 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 pass, you should be able to watch yesterday's concert cool. st- starting today. And um, I think it's ten dollars, and then there were some ticket fees. I think I was thirteen thirty three total for four nights, which is it's twelve bands, thirteen dollars and thirty three cents. That's a dollar something a band. And yeah, and mine was even less than that. Actually, it was only like eleven something. I don't know why you got ripped off, buddy. I did, <laughs> but yeah, that is a, either way. It's a good deal for, you know, for all those bands for all four nights and I'm playing next week, but I still, I still, you know, got it. Cause I wanted to watch it and someone's going to want to watch it, you know, next week when I'm playing. So looking forward to it. Um, I'm assuming a common crown and Borsal boys are playing back to back. Who goes first? I honestly don't know. I, I think the way it's written, it looks like Blackridge will go, and then I would assume a Common Crown will play in the middle, and then I, I would assume Borsa Boys will be there at the end, but I am not positive. I hope I'm back-to-back, but Mike uh, Mike and I, the, Mike Conrad, a drummer from Blackridge, him and I have a very similar setup. We share gear all the time, you know what I mean? So it's it'll be no issue whatsoever. So look, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to looking forward to that show next Thursday. So, everyone, make sure, if you have not done so already, to go to SOS2020PGH.org slash concerts, purchase a ticket. Um, If you already have a ticket, awesome. Um, Make sure you check out those things I was mentioning. Um, If you have the season pass, you'll have access to all of those videos and the live streams after they're recorded for for a year. Um, 
and you know that's that in a, in a, and of itself is pretty awesome. Yeah, right. We go back and watch that. Yep. You know, very like professionally done production. You know, the sound and the lights and the stage and everything there and stuff. The next door cafe is just off the hook. Silk Nine had a chance to play there before the COVID. Like it was our grand opening. That one time they had one show there and it was like awesome. I never got to play there again, so can't wait to go back on Thursday. And uh, since you brought up and stuff, awesome place. Lots of local musicians work there, um, yep. including Rudog, who is doing the boy. live streaming on their end. <laughs> yeah, he did an amazing job. So Rudog was doing the live streaming last night, as far as I know. Uh, I, like, I mean, it went like he was went, he was sending the feed to Ten Band Productions, who then did I gotcha. the production gotcha. end of it. Everything was great. I can't say enough about how you know, like well run and how professionally the production was that on that live stream. It was one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. It, it, I right after that, I watched the Foo Fighters live streaming, and you can't tell the difference. Other what than is it with you and the Foo Fighters, Bill? You know what? They, <laughs> I've never even been to a Foo Fighters concert. Um, <laughs> Me either, and I'm never going. <laughs> so I will tell you this: the stuff on the new album. <laughs> Not, not for me. <laughs> All right. Um, but the the story, what started the whole thing, since you asked, is when I'm on YouTube, and I like I go into these like you know deep dark holes of YouTube where I just let it play and play and play. No matter what I start with, I always end up on a Foo Fighters video, and I don't know how. Like, <laughs> like I never like went and watched. Like I never looked them up in the beginning. They just right. started showing up. And, right. And the more you watch them, the more they show up. So, like, I could look up how to fix a hard drive in some laptop. And, and three, goddamn vi- Foo Fighters three videos later, I'm watching the Foo Fighters video. <laughs> so that's, that's how weird, it started. <laughs> it's weird, bro. So whatever they did to, to get themselves so high in searches. So the one time you're trying to contact Dave Grohl, he's not fucking listening. But every right. other single time, no matter what you're doing on Facebook, damn Foo he's, Fighters video yep. pops up. And that's what happened. I was that's done watching. I was done watching. <laughs> I went over to Facebook and a notification popped up that the Foo Fighters were live. So I clicked on it. Right. <laughs> and they played that shame song that I don't like. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard it? Uh... You would, you would know. <laughs> I think I have. I would try not to. <laughs> and then they played um, the Pretender after that. That one's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Well, Matt, I I want to thank you for coming on. Thank and, you, bro. Um, I missed you. I haven't seen you in a while. I, yeah, probably. Wow, last October. Yeah, I know, right? It's been a minute. I um, I didn't even. So I didn't make it to any of the Rock for Life stuff. Um, I know. July. I know that. Think about it. That I had not missed one since the third year. Yeah. Right. It's but, a long um, time. July was my nephew's first birthday. And then August was a week before I was supposed to go back to school. And I was like, I'm going to go be in that big crowd and then infect my whole school. And then no one was infected. I know, but that, you know, that was, the, the mentality you know so i and then at that point october i don't always go to oktoberfest because it's cold <laughs> it was cold it wasn't bad but it was good but oktoberfest has changed because now it's a one one of the nights is a kid's party which is the best thing we've ever done it's like a kid's costume party and we have it on the stage 
and it, it's really awesome. So uh, if you're going to come to one this summer, next, you know, this coming summer, I would, you should come, definitely come to, to the new Rocktoberfest. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, you get a Rock for Life concerts, Rock for Life concert. Let me messing up website. Yeah, you're messing up your own website. Yeah. Rockforlifeconcert.com. And um, all the information for that charity series of concerts um, can be found there. As long as Matt remembers to tag me, because that's our system. <laughs> yeah, right. But sometimes I forget. And and I eventually do see it, and then send you a message right. say, "Hey, I posted this." <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, I will let you go. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, right, buddy. Good luck tomorrow, which is really a ways away. Sure, but thanks. tomorrow, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I know. Tomorrow, <laughs> wink, wink. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thank you. Hey, it's Bill again. That is what we have for tonight. Make sure you join us tomorrow through the live stream. Go to www.sos2020pgh.org. Purchase your tickets tonight. If you get the single show, it's $3 with a nominal uh, ticket fee. But if you purchase the full season for $10 with that nominal fee, you get a year's worth of live streaming as voice on demand so you get to watch all four of the videos no four there in front of the video and uh there are a big um selection of music videos from the locals local bands that you can also check out on that video on demand section with that ticket so once again it's www.sos2020pgh.org slash concerts tomorrow's three bands are the borstal boys a common crown and black ridge Make sure you check them out and check us out next Wednesday when we feature the third week's bands. I'll see you then.